finished with the school year yet. And so that is um, approximately two grade levels. She is reading on grade level now, praise the Lord. And um, she is not my only student that I have used Dr. Cintron's um, Dyslexia Solutions program with. I have another student who's very similar to my daughter who has also grown seven reading levels. He is also severely dyslexic. He is in sixth grade. And uh, the progress that he has made with the strategies that I have used from Dr. Centron's reading, dyslexia reading program and the, um, the, the hope that we have been given through the different strategies that we have been using um, has been fantastic. So I'm, I just cannot say enough <laughs> wonderful things about not only the um, Dr. Centron herself and her well, information, her research, but just how much she of self-made millionaires are dyslexic, and 35% of the U.S. entrepreneurs are dyslexic. Dyslexia is a trait of genius, and you might be sitting next to a dyslexic person right now. I'm Dr. Marianne Cintron. I've been an educator for 25 years and a classroom teacher for 10. And I'm going to share with you how we unlock the genius mind of the dyslexic child. First of all, I want to share with you how I became a dyslexia specialist. Education is my third career. I graduated from UC Santa Barbara. Oh, you know what? First, I'm going to share. Oh, education is my third career. I graduated from UC Santa Barbara in 1979 with an English degree, and I planned to be a retail buyer. I loved shoes. I was in the shoe department and then in the China and Crystal. And then I changed to the technical field. General Dynamics, ITT Barton, and that's where I met my husband, Will, for now 33 years. And we had two kids, and we're also a blended family. So we have three adult kids, but from our marriage, we have Richard and Laura. One day in the late 1990s, I was a room mom in the kinder and first grade of my kids. Now, Laura needed to stay after school in first grade. She stayed after school. A um, couple days a week with some of her peers, and they studied phonics. And Richard also went to summer school between first and second grade to learn to be become a stronger reader. And the teachers were very firm about that, and we had them in private school. And I knew that if those teachers hadn't been strategically trained to teach reaching and reading and writing, they could have set my kids on the wrong trajectory. So fortunately, my kids have. A good, strong foundation in reading, and they're they're all successful in careers right now. But my kids weren't dyslexic, so dyslexia affects one in five kids. Imagine how many other children, even not dyslexic, struggle with phonics, and their teachers need to be strategically trained how to help them. And then I was a substitute teacher, and I worked in a behavioral hospital where the Lord instilled in me a compassion to work with kids who had mental challenges. But it wasn't until I was earning my second master's degree that I learned about dyslexia. And you all need to join the International Dyslexia Association. I'm in my second term in the Tri-County branch here in Southern California. That's where I learned about dyslexia. And, um, you know, I have parents 
that tell me they wouldn't want their kids any other way. They see the brilliance in their kids. And I'm meeting dyslexic adults who are genius in my networking group. I'm meeting Craig Thayer at the top. He is a neurosurgeon. And I met um, Matthew Head, who is a designer of high-performance cars. And David Weber, who is a computer designer. And he did our summer Minecraft adventure. And Christina Bacour, who was one of the top 10 runner-ups for Miss California this last in 2020. And, um, you know, dyslexia has a genetic component of 40%. And I often hear dyslexic adults say they didn't even know that that's what they struggled with until they see their own kids diagnosed. And all these, these, these four people help dyslexic children and they're all giving back. So we have many dyslexic adults, and now I teach paraprofessionals, parents, and teachers to work with dyslexic children. I developed a multisensory reading program, and I just held my grand opening for the Cintron Orton-Gillingham Reading Institute. Dyslexic kids no longer have to feel dumb, be held back, or be moved forward without knowing how to read. Dyslexia is not a four-letter word. And we shouldn't be afraid to say it. I was so sad witnessing kids fail at school and seeing homes turn into battlefields over the most empowering thing like reading. Because a dyslexic child struggles with reading. And I know many dyslexic people are gifted. I believe that the environment will embrace reading. It opens up a world of opportunity and brings peace to the home. So the problem is, with we were born with the ability to learn apprenticeship style and then with the industrial revolution came the new economy and the creation of a printing press we lost 20% of our people our dyslexic people from the 1760s to the 1840s suddenly these creatives wore a shroud of shame the structure of a typical classroom was not created for the dyslexic child who needs to move ask a lot of questions, and have the freedom to create. So as a result, the dyslexic child feels stupid and dumb, and they quit trying. They're dropping out of high school, going into gangs, going into crime, and even prison, some committing suicide. Two-thirds of the kids who fail to reach grade-level reading by fourth grade rarely catch up. They're at risk of dropping out of high school and going to prison. 35% of our high school dropouts are dyslexic. Illiteracy in our prisons hit 65.9%. And the illiteracy of the juveniles in our juvenile court system, 88%. And it doesn't have to be that way. I'm going to share with you what exactly has to be done to help these brilliant kids. I want you to consider four things. Do you have passion? Do you have time? Do you have knowledge and resources? Passion. We are called to help this generation of kids. The National Association of Education Performance gives us a report card annually. And in spite of Assembly Bill uh, 1369 signed in 2015, our report card continues to drop. 
fourth graders have dropped one point and eighth graders have dropped three points. In 2018, when I left the public schools, we weren't even talking about dyslexia. And the mandate said it need to be addressed by the end of 2017. So the National Association of Educational Performance considers proficient to be a C minus. So let me ask you a question. How many of you recall receiving a C minus in a class that was a requirement for whatever credential, whatever degree you were looking at, but you didn't really like that class, but you were so glad you got through it with a C minus. I think we've all had those classes. How many of you ever received a C minus in a class that had a progression to it and you needed to pass that class before you took level two and level three, but other people got A's and B's in that class. So because you got a C minus, you struggled and you never felt like you could get ahead. Well, that's what's happening to our kids, you guys. Two thirds of our kids are failing to reach proficiency at a C minus. And one third of those kids are receiving Fs. I have a friend who worked at the Department of Justice, and he told me he knew of a school district back east that looked at the illiteracy rate of third graders to determine what, how many prisons to build. And we had a homeschool student who didn't know his letter names and sounds going into second grade. He thought his baby sister was smarter than him. He was in our program and he just completed three years with us. So now this student is re, he's a fifth grader. He's reading at a seventh grade level and comprehending at an eighth grade level. Imagine that. So um, here's a little picture of Cruz time. Currently, our California Commission on Teacher Credentialing is working on training our teachers in teaching reading and phonics following the science of reading and addressing dyslexia. Last year, in, in October of 2021, our Governor Newsom signed uh, Senate Bill 488. And uh, we need to teach our credentialing teachers what dyslexia is, how to recognize it, and how to help these kids. And they should all be joining the International Dyslexia Association. The IDA, International Dyslexia Association, defines dyslexia as a specific learning disability that's neurobiological in origin. It's characterized by difficulties with accurate and or fluent word recognition and by poor spelling and decoding abilities. So reading has to be taught in a month with a multi-sensory approach. Let me ask you, how do you learn best? Pat your shoulder on the back or pat yourself on the shoulder if you learn better when you hear something. How many of you learn better when you see something? How many of you have to have hands-on experience before it really sinks in, apprenticeship style? And how many of you have ever talked to a friend about a problem and you solve your own problem? So speaking helped you solve your problem. Everyone learns when we're using all the modalities, but dyslexic children require 
using multi-sensory, multi, um, multiple modalities. And the curriculum has to be structured, systematic, sequential, cumulative, and emotionally sound. We used to talk about the Orton-Gillingham model. Now we're talking more about the model of a science of reading. So what does dyslexia look like? Kids who struggle with reading will glance and guess at words. They'll want to leave the classroom when it's reading time, and they're not going to raise their hand to volunteer to read. I had a parent tell me that she thought her son had a bladder infection because the teacher said every time it's reading time, he has to go to the bathroom. And I had another parent say that her daughter produced a dyslexia-induced ulcer. So kids get very humiliated when their peers are reading and they're not, when the peers try to help them read. And as they get older, in middle school and high school, if the teachers are helping them spell the words, I'll sound the words out, such humiliation. When dyslexic kids are writing, they're going to add and omit letters and syllables, like here. I have examples of three sixth graders. They're not going to capitalize their sentences. They're going to forget to punctuate. And when a child has dysgraphia, you won't even be able to read that child's printing. When I've tested kids with dysgraphia, I've asked them, say the letter name as you're writing the spelling word. And then that's how I know they got the word spelled right. Because by looking at it, I wouldn't be able to even recognize it. Jillian Lynn was a third grader when her mom was very concerned and took her to the doctors and they called her little Wigglebottom because she, and she couldn't read. At the doctor's office, he put Jillian in a large room and he turned on the music and he left and he said, we'll be right back. Well, when the mom and the doctor looked in the window, Jillian was dancing and he said, Miss Lynn, there's nothing wrong with your daughter. She just needs to be moving. She's a dancer. So Jillian danced from then on. Her mom enrolled her in dance classes. And at the age of 20, she had the lead role of Sleeping Beauty in the Royal Opera House production. In her 50s, Jillian was approached by the directors of two famous musicals to be the lead choreographer. And a lot of you will recognize Cats and Phantom of the Opera. Jillian performed in London and on Broadway. And she just passed away four years ago at the age of 92. But just think, her mom spoke up. And many of you are advocates advocates for your kids. Knowledge is the third component. We weren't born with a reading brain like we were to see and hear. But God gave us the brain parts to all work together so that we could develop a reading brain. I specifically studied the role of the left and right angular gyrus when I worked on my doctorate. And I already spoke about the Industrial Revolution and the printing press, but let's look at another crucial time in history in the 1960s and the consequences of removing God from our public schools. God brought us a neuroscientist called Dr. Roger Sperry. He was renowned for his split brain theory where he worked with five seizure patients. He severed the central part of the brain, the corpus callosum, and he worked with the left and the right sides of the brain independently. And the seizure stopped and the learning continued. And he challenged educators to take this into the classroom 
and help our kids who had word blindness because dyslexia wasn't even a word until the late 19, until the mid 1960s when the international dyslexia um, was spawned from the Orton Gillingham Society. In the 1980s, Dr. Speary won a Nobel Prize for his finding. So imagine for you, if you will, for a minute, I'm going to explain to the dyslexic brain. If the language center is on the left side of the brain, touch your head on the left side. Well, dyslexic people are reading from the right side of their brain. Touch the right side of your brain. The right angular gyrus wants to send the wrong words over. It wants to send calp instead of clap, farm instead of from, was instead of saw. So when kids listen to music like they do in our program, music in the left ear, it's going to cross over to the right side of the brain and give the right angular gyrus a job it likes to do. And then with our app, CDSM, we have spelling words that play in the right ear that are going to cross over to the left angular gyrus and strengthen it like Pilates of the brain. This is a huge breakthrough. I had a neuroscientist tell me, you have tapped into quantum physics. Why don't schools use this, he asked. So when you have two inputs simultaneously going in the ear, ears and crossing to opposite sides of the brain, you're bypassing the corpus callosum. And that's what Dr. Sperry severed. So that's why we're seeing one to three year gains in only six weeks. The results are significant. The internal review board required I do my study for 12 weeks. We were seeing the results after six. But after 12 weeks, this is what we saw. Kids came to me at the 10 to 20 percentile range. They were in return to intervention programs, program improvement. And then after the 12 weeks, the students without the music achieved the 40 percentile range, which is the first yellow highlighted part, which is approaching, you know, into the uh, average intelligence. Those who were in the, uh, use the music, achieve the 60 percentile range, which is that high average range. And, you know, I had, I recently had a student who worked with me for only 13 hours and he read, he made a reading level improvement in just 13 hours. So I give the Lord Jesus glory for this breakthrough. And um, I'm going to be using my reading program with incarcerated adults next year. We've written a grant and we're pretty excited to be receiving that, helping incarcerated adults. I have a friend named Rook and he was, when he was in third grade, he was put in the lower reading group. A couple weeks later, he was moved to the lower reading group. And then a few weeks later, he was moved to the lowest reading group. Now, you can imagine what a child's self-esteem looks like when they're getting moved lower and lower. Well, one of the teachers had a bright idea to give him a special test. It was the gifted test, and he shot up to the top of the gifted class. And Rook today has a dynamic impact helping people with their businesses. He's an amazing artist and entrepreneur. Resources. Research shows that there's four areas of strength for dyslexic careers that dyslexic people move into. Entrepreneurism, 
architecture, the arts, and engineering. Now, our schools do a skills inventory in middle school and high school. I've been involved in them. And they're wonderful to help the kids direct in the area they want to go and discover some interests. But dyslexic children really need to have parents look at these areas with them. Now, if kids want to be teachers, they want to be doctors and scientists, um, and they need careers that require degrees, colleges will give accommodations. We give accommodations in um, first, first through 12th. And your child will get an accommodation in college with the right testing. So you need to have an assessment. And lo and behold, I do assessments as well. Just reach out to me. Um, some kids have been assessed in schools, but colleges are going to require a fresh assessment. And I've talked about those in previous YouTubes where I've interviewed some of the uh, parents who are teachers. So we need to get all kids graduating from high school. We need to build their self-esteem. We need to have them realize their full potential, become critical thinkers, and be contributing society, contributing citizens to society. Now, I love when kids recognize their talents and gifts come from the Lord Jesus. And here is Tim Tebow giving God praise. And here we have some other popular um, uh, actors. You'll recognize Keon Reeve, Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg, and one of the newest ones to me, Tom Holland, playing Spider-Man. But we need our kids making wise choices. Remember, a child's self-esteem is hit hard with dyslexic students. We need to understand what we're dealing with, and we need to help students today. And it's God's heart for all dyslexic kids to be reading as well as other other kids. So dyslexia is not a four-letter word. And anyway, that is my presentation. I would love to see prayer brought back into the schools. I'd love to see some Bible stories being taught in, in our, you know, history, Bible. Bible stories are history. The book of Ruth, the book of Moses. I mean, the story of Moses, Um the Good Samaritan is a story that kids need to learn about. The story of uh, King Joseph or, you know, Joseph and King David. So also we need to elect, um, you know, political people that have a worldview that support your worldview. for listening to this podcast in its entirety. If what we shared today has inspired you, would you please visit our website, dyslexia-solutions.com and consider making a donation so that we can keep these podcasts going. Also, please subscribe to our channel and find me on, on Instagram, Marianne Sintron. Thank you again for tuning in and may God bless you.